And I think when I left, I was probably, if you put it in a grade school type of situation, I was like in fifth grade when I left. And when I came back, these bitches are in college. And I'm like, what the hell? Stay tuned. We'll get into this conversation right after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrop. On today's episode of Reality for the King, I am joined by a woman that a lot of people call the original Grandom. Uh-oh. No, not Karen. I got Sharice, honey. <laughs> Sharice and her eyelashes are on (laughs) today's episode of Reality with the King. You know I love you, Sharice. And we are diving right into all the drama. We're talking about the accusations that Karen allegedly has a boy toy that isn't Ray. We also talk about how she was caught in a flashback lie (laughs) from the shady editors on whether or not she was holding Robin back from approaching Wendy in an earlier episode. And she also teases what's to come on the rest of this explosive season on the Real Housewives of Potomac. Without further ado, please welcome Sharice Eyelashes. Yes, girl! (laughs) To the show. Cherise, I have been wanting to get you on this podcast for a very long time, especially after you, myself, and the Green Eye Bandits. <laughs> really, baby. <laughs> had, we had a good old slumber party in Miami where I got a chance to meet the legend, Cherise, honey. And it was a good old girl talk, don't you think? Yes, and I was fanning out over you. I think the three of us were. I think we were totally fanned out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is so sweet. No, I was fanning out myself, and after that meeting, I was like, I got to get Sharice on the show. So look, you are one of the OGs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to say the initial OG stands for the original Grand Dame. Oh, my God. Would that be the case? You know that Grand Dame thing is a self-appointed title, okay? We'll just go with original gangsta or something like that. Ah. I mean, after all, this is Potomac, okay? Potomac, the real Grand Dames own hotels and uh, planes and all kind of things. So, yeah, no, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. So... You were the original cast member of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And rumor has it, or should I say word on the street in my Giselle voice, (laughs) word on the street is that you kind of like cast the show because these are like your friends. Is that true, Sharice? That's absolutely true. So initially, you probably know Adrian Wells, who is the casting director for Potomac. Um, Adrian called me. I thought it was a joke and I'm playing along because I thought he was Andre, who was his brother because they sound just alike. Ends up, he's really a person. (laughs) You know, when we were on Zoom, I'm like, oh my God, you're really Adrian. So, you know, we tried to cast Potomac. You would have thought I had a job because I was having interviews in Starbucks and doing a thing. I had fun with it. Wasn't getting paid, nothing. But I just took it 
the, the title of, gave myself a title, like these other people doing Potomac, gave, gave myself a title as casting person. And it was hard at first because in Potomac, it's a very conservative place. I couldn't get anybody to do it. Like, and the ones that wanted to do it, their husbands wouldn't allow them to do it. And like I said, this place is, I don't, I, sometimes I'm like, how do I live here? Because the people who live here are loaded. I mean, the pockets are super deep. So their their husbands aren't letting them do a reality show. So I asked, could I go outside of Potomac? And Adrian said, sure. So the first person I caught was Giselle, um, Robin, and then the list goes on. Now, Karen got on by default, actually. Someone thought she was a friend of mine because she was sitting at my table at a gala and they uh. thought she was my friend and recommended her. So Adrian kept telling me about my friend, Karen. I said, I don't know. I don't know anybody named Karen Huger. And he was like, Sharice, you're friends. And I'm like, no, we're not. But then eventually, I, I mean, I met her. I'm like, she's cool, you know? <laughs> and, you know, that's how it all happened. So you were like Mariah Carey. So you didn't know her. No. And by her, meaning Karen Huger. Correct. She and all knew each other. She and Giselle knew each other. So because your pockets run deep, you are amongst the wealthy elite in Potomac, D.C., Maryland, Baltimore, all of the DMV, honey. I didn't say my pockets were deep. I said the pockets in Potomac are deep. (laughs) I'm hearing a wing and a prayer. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You could be humble if you want to, honey. I'll Google that net worth. Anyway, so, (laughs) so there was a charity event you mm-hmm. obviously paid for a table. Right. Karen was a uh, plus one for someone else at your table. So she didn't pay for it herself. Is that the case? Well, she bought a ticket for another table. She was trying to sit at my table. She just didn't know how it worked. A friend of mine recommended her and said, Sharice gets a table every year. You should go to this event. So she started calling, trying to sit at my table. And then all this stuff came, when the show came about, it all came back to me like, oh, yeah, that was the woman who was trying to sit at my table. But I didn't know her. <laughs> but she did sit at my table. And some other things, too. But, yeah. <laughs> so but I had more, That year I had more than one table. So uh-huh. she was at a table of mine, I should say, that I actually wasn't physically sitting there. That's why I don't know who she I didn't know who she was. I didn't see her sitting there. <laughs> I love you, Sheree. You're so messy. So <laughs> let's let's get into the fact that the show comes out on Bravo. is the second Black installment of the Real Housewives franchise. You came on. You were fun, beautiful, deep pockets, married, kids, the whole nines. And similar to um, Nene Leakes, who um, has also said that, you know, she brought on Kim Zosiak, Sheree Whitfield. She kind of helped the producers cast the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But Mm -hmm. she was on that show for over 10 seasons. You weren't on that show very long, and you you were the first OG to get fired. Did you feel some kind of way that a show you helped cast, you were the first OG to get fired? Well, I'm just answering your question now. I didn't feel any kind of way. Um, I personally feel that when I did the show... uh, Understand, let me just go back to the casting part. Right before... All this happened. I had lost like three siblings in two years. And so emotionally, like I was, it was an escape for me to help Adrian with this project. So it's like, I'm just trying to, you know, just keep my mind busy. And so when the 
I, would ha I had no desire to be on the show. I just wanted to help cast it. And so there was this one spot and they kept saying, Sharice, you're the glue. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Cause I knew my then husband wouldn't want to be a part of it. Um, my marriage was going through something, you know? Um, it just was, the timing was horrible. And so then I, I'll be very honest with you, Carlos. I wasn't going through a divorce when they said I was going through a divorce. What was said to me from my husband when I brought this um, thing up that they're interested in me being on the show, he said, well, if you do that, then we'll probably get a divorce. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't, oh, wow. I, for me, when you say to me, we'll probably get a divorce means your head is already somewhere else. So now I went into a whole different kind of spiral. And honestly, um, I did the show because I, it was, I gave up my career. I had given up everything. Um, and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do now? So I said, okay, I'm going to do the show. You know? And I thought it was going to be fun. And I, I knew nothing about reality TV. I came here and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And all of a sudden I'm getting a divorce. I'm sleeping with a fireman. I'm doing all the stuff. Meanwhile, I, 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 you know, I ended up, I was going, I started at some point I was going through a divorce. Probably the second season I want to say was when it was official that I was getting a divorce. And then um, my kids were also going through a divorce. So I'm like, my son was having a hard time. So it was, it was like so much stuff that you don't see. And I was like, now I can look back at it. I was like depressed and I didn't know. You know, so it was, I used to cry all the freaking time on that show. <laughs> like crying all the time. We could be eating crabs and I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God. It was just, I just was not, I was broken when I did that show. So season four, season three, season three, I became a friend, which was like, okay, good. The focus ain't on me. You know, I could deal with my stuff, but my stuff wasn't moving in TV time. That was a problem. Like, when you do this stuff, you just gotta, you gotta get a divorce. You gotta get, everything is like quick, quick, quick. You, we want to see you dating, Cherise. I, will, I didn't want to date. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to heal. I really didn't want a divorce, you know? So I was just going through all this pain and all this stuff. So it was good um, for me not to come back because I just, I was checked out, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because what a lot of people don't know is when you do reality television going through divorce, it's a very tough time. I experienced that with Nene Leakes divorcing the now late Greg Leakes. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville dealing with Martell and Melody mm -hmm. going through that. So I can understand that. And I think it was best for you to just, you know, take some time off, mm -hmm. deal with your real life. And here we are, season seven. Now you're back, baby. So what made you want to go back into this world of reality knowing that this show now is really about a bunch of women who will throw you under the bus every chance they get. Oh my God. It was so weird for me at first because it wasn't like I was trying to get back on the show. Um, at first I got a text from Lorraine and Lorraine was like, we want to see you back season seven. And I'm like, well, let's talk. But I really wasn't thinking it was that serious. And then I didn't hear anything. So I said, well, maybe they changed your mind. And um, obviously I'm still friends with everyone except one, you know, I'm really cool with everyone except one. So, you know, I know that Lorraine had talked to the different 
um, cast members and everyone's like, oh yeah, of course, probably maybe not one, but um, you know, of course we would love to have Sharice back. And so at the, the weird part was I wasn't really sure if I wanted to come back at first, honestly, because I was like at this peaceful place in my life. And I was like, you know, this stuff is crazy, you know? So you got to deal with, you know, like yesterday, I'm a liar, you know what I'm saying? You got to deal with all this other crazy stuff that comes along with it, you know? So I wasn't really sure, but then I said, Lorraine was very good with saying, you know what, Sharice, however you want to do it, you can come back as much as you want or not want, you know, you don't, you know, we're not going to force this on you, you know? So it was like, for me, you know, let me come back and have fun. That's what I thought. I want to be the fun girl. Like, you can't give yourself titles on this show. I want to be the fun girl. We're just going to have a good time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't work like that. It show ain't working like that. Because what we're seeing now is the fact that there's a lot of accusations going on. I had Giselle Bryant on this podcast, and it appears that you know some things about Karen Huger. You allege a couple of seasons ago that she was allegedly seeing another man who has blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And we are now seeing that this season, Karen is running away from you as if your name is coronavirus. Right. She refuses to be around you. And when I asked Giselle Bryant whether or not you've had some tea on it, she said, it's not my place to spill the tea, but let's no, but let it be known the tea is spilled and I'm going to talk about it. Do you know things about Karen's marriage where she has allegedly been unfaithful? Um, you know, in the streets of Potomac, it was something that was being said. And this is before the show even started. You know, it was a it was a lot about this older black woman in Potomac which I didn't know, who I didn't know, but that's how she was always referred as the the old black lady. And so um, I would hear all these things about the old black lady. And then all of a sudden the old black lady becomes Karen Huger, you know? So I'm like, oh, now I know the old black lady. So all these different things I've been knowing and hearing for years, <laughs> it's like, oh, put it all together. Now I know it. I see certain things that all make sense. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know you. Nice to meet you. What were you hearing about this quote-unquote old black lady in the streets of Potomac? What were you hearing? Like, here, and I, I, you know, I don't, I, Carlos, I really don't talk about people. But this woman has said so much about me for some reason unbeknownst to me because I really would never put her shit out on Front Street or say anything about her. If I wanted to say this stuff, I could have said it for season one, season two. It's just not my MO to put people's stuff out there. But, you know, like say in the local establishment here, um, this restaurant, popular restaurant is The Village. And so this black lady used to get drunk and fall off the bar stools. And, you know, that was, this was going on for years, you know? And so that's the real reputation that she has in Potomac as the old drunk black lady that falls off, falls off of the bar stools, she'll freaking run around after these young little boys and all this stuff. That's her real reputation. Like, seriously. <laughs> but I can't tell all of her business, but 
Yeah. So when you said, well, listen, I believe it was season two or three reunion. You looked gorgeous, by the way. You had the bob and the bangs, and I just loved your look, my love. You brought up this blue-eyed I did. man. She called um, me a spirit. She also called me a harlot. And that's why I said that. Is there any truth that while you were married, you were also having an affair? No. No. She, you know, she wants to say that. I mean, she wants to make these things about me. People talk about me. I'm not going to act like my life is perfect. You know, it's like, oh, she's like someone said I was messing with uh, somebody that's in politics in Jersey. I don't even know any political people in Jersey. You know, one person they said was actually my first boyfriend in life. You know, so it's like, you know, people want to say, oh, she's doing this. My husband was doing this and that. Yeah, he probably was. Specific people. Do I know about these people? No. You know, but people like to make speculations and say things. But where are the where are the where are the facts? I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. When we look at the rest of the season, are we going to see you and Karen have this conversation about things you've heard? Because in the teaser for the season, we did see Karen get up out of her seat and um, point her fingers in your face and, you know said things like, you're not going to fuck with me and my husband. And on Karen's YouTube channel, she said a few weeks ago that, and I quote, I don't fuck with her because I don't fuck with her. (laughs) But she doesn't have a reason to dislike me. And that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Sharice, if you call her the old black lady who slept around with young boys and getting drunk. This is my first time ever saying that. Ever. I've never even said this before. You've heard it first, right here on Carlos King. I've never said that in my life. But this woman has made it her life to talk about me now. And it's it's always been baffling because my whole thing was just trying to figure out, what did I do to you, sis? Like, what did I do? Where does it come from? Because, I mean, you make a good point because at the end of the day, we know that Karen and Giselle read each other for sport, right? Mm -hmm. And we know the history of what that is like. And plus, I even said to the both of them, I think they just have fun doing it because it's funny and they know that the audience loves it. But you and the Grand Dom seem to really have this this relationship that breathes in in angst. And it may not come from both sides. It may come from one side. But where does it... (laughs) Well, we got to watch the rest of the season for me to pick. But where does it stem from? Does it stem from the fact that she called you a harlot? You alleged she had this, this blue-eyed boyfriend, that she was cheating on the Black Bill Gates? Like, where does it come from? I honestly don't know where it comes from with her. I've never had an issue with her. I know she says something about... I said something about her mom or something, which I never did. I just said something like, you haven't been a good friend. We were... It was season five, and I went to an event that Candace had. And I said to her, you know, you, you haven't been a very good friend. And her thing is, 
she took offense to it because I was employed. Well, what I meant was, and I think I said to her, um, I was around for her. We both have older parents and so had older parents. And so we were going through the same stages of life with our parents and, you know, dementia, you know, different things. And so I thought she and I were kind of bonding in different ways because there was a, there's a lot of similarities between us. Like they thought she and I would be good friends because we're like two years apart, you know, I know it's hard to tell, but it's like, we're two years apart. And so we have so much in common, you know? And so when her family was going through their thing, if Karen calls me, if she would call me and, and would be emotional, I would drop what I was doing and run to make sure she's good. You know, um, I was always trying to be a support friend because that's one thing I do very well is be a friend. She, on the other hand, she's not good at that. She, she's not a girl girl. She doesn't have girlfriends that she hangs out with. Like when I get off the call with you, I'm going to go be some girlfriends and we're going to have dinner and have a kiki it up and everything. She doesn't do stuff like that. You know, she doesn't have that relationship with women. And so, you know, I tried. But for whatever reason, when my situation, like when my dad passed, she didn't offer me the same support. Now, granted, I'm not on the show anymore, but I thought as a, since you're so damn grand, that you would do grand things, you know, send me some flowers, you know? I mean, she sent me a text, sorry for your loss or something, you know, and that was it, you know? And I'm like, wow, this is interesting you know so that was my thing and so she's mad because i'm saying she wasn't there for me but she, she wasn't we weren't but she's saying we weren't friends well why weren't we friends i need to understand what did i do to you that causes you so much resentment towards me what did i do absolutely nothing what did you do at that dinner table where we saw in the teaser her get up and point her fingers in your face what happened that day? I mean, you know, of course I can't get into total detail about what happened, but she was constantly lying, uh, you know, making these lies, accusations about me. One thing, because I'm just asking a simple question, what did I do to you? And everything that she's coming back with was, first of all, stuff that had nothing to do with her. Um, You know, just shit. And then it got to a point Like when someone's constantly attacking your character with lies, with no receipts, no nothing, just saying shit, I got pissed off, you know? And one thing I do regret is that I allowed her to trigger me. I learned that I could be triggered. (laughs) I know, I thought I was peace trees, but uh, yeah, not that day, but (laughs) not that day. But it was this, you know, I, I don't even remember Carlos. I don't even remember most of it. I, I you, you blacked out? I basically, because I don't remember. Like Mia was telling me stuff the next day and Giselle was saying stuff. Like everybody, it was so weird because like the next day, Giselle was numb. Like still stuck from the night before. <gasps> it was crazy. Does it get as bad as... Um, oh, no. Hell no, I ain't gonna get that bad. Ain't nobody putting no hands on nobody now. Oh, no, I was gonna say Candace and Monique, because I know y'all two don't get down like that. Does it get as bad as um, 
Giselle and Karen with the hot box and the sing sing, or is it worse than that? It's horrible. <gasps> I, I feel bad about it. I really, honestly, I do. And that's why she doesn't fuck with you. Fuck with me. I'm unfuckable, though, so. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> now I get it, girl. Um, so speaking of lying. But I came uh, back with truths. That's why she doesn't fuck with me. Oh. Just say that. Stay tuned. Okay, so speaking of lying, there was a recent episode where the housewives of Potomac were at this winery. Yes. And Robin and Wendy had it out. And Wendy said that, girl, you got so... I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that Robin got so aggressive that it took Sharice to kind of hold her back and put her hands on Robin to hold her back. Robin denied it. She FaceTimed your pretty ass. You said, no, I never did it. The shady editors <laughs> rewound the tape, showed that you did push Robin back. I didn't push her. I touched her. I was like, like, sit down. I just, I, first of all, we had security there. We had security. So it wasn't an environment where Robin was about to, like, attack her. Wendy said, stand in your truth, stand in your truth. And Robin stood up and said, I'm standing in my truth. That's why she stood up. It wasn't like she stood up because she was going to be aggressive towards her. She stood up because Wendy told her to stand up. Wendy also told her to sit down. She sat down. So it was not an aggressive situation. Everyone's, I'm the only one that got up. Now I'm going to be very honest. When she got up, I'm from New Jersey, Carlos. So in New Jersey, it's just a natural instinct that when somebody gets up, you think something's going to happen. Okay. I will be very honest about that part. So I got up and I, I said, you know, sit down, you know, like that. And I, when she asked me the question and I said, no, I also said a whole lot of other stuff because the thing was, after a while, I'm standing there and I'm like, why am I standing here? Because I, I felt stupid because I'm standing there, but they're going back and forth and I'm in the middle. Like, and I, in my head, I'm thinking, how do I sit back down? You know, but it wasn't a, a threatening situation. I didn't hold her back. I, she wasn't going to fight her. It was just they were yelling and arguing. And I just, you know, our, the, our theme was supposed to be about women's empowerment, believe it or not. We're supposed to be empowering each other. That was supposed to be like an empowering trip. So we? <laughs> right. There's a, lot of things, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to say about the Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't think empowerment comes no, to my degrees. <laughs> it's not. But we're tr- trying to get there. <laughs> trying to get there. <laughs> So it was simple. I just wanted her to sit down. Let's talk civilized to one another. You know, that's what I was doing. Now, honestly, I don't even remember putting my hands up to tell her to sit back. So when she asked a question, honestly, I don't even remember doing that. I just remember standing in the middle to to keep them from getting close to each other. That's my whole point. And I wouldn't wanted to diffuse the situation. You know, chill. Let's talk. Since I've been like when I came back. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it seemed like most of them didn't like Wendy, okay? And I'm going around trying to make, 
people like her. Like, I, I think she's an amazing woman. I mean, she she brings a lot to the show. Um, she's, I was very team Wendy when she came in with all the degrees that she has. Um, first African and the Housewives franchise, you know, so I'm proud of all of that stuff. We got a huge following in the African community. So I'm super proud of Wendy. Um, I, the only thing with Wendy, honestly, and I actually told her this myself when she asked my opinion, I told her I wanted her to be the, I was hoping she would be the person who like didn't have to get all, you know, all this all the time that she would just say shit that we would have to Google, you know, mm. because she's that bad bitch. That's what I want her to be. You know, I don't know if you know, um, Michael Dyson. You know, Eric Michael, Michael Eric Dyson. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, like him, I could be in a conversation with Michael and he don't know. I'll be writing stuff down in my notes because I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I got to Google it. That's where I'm, the, the concept I'm, I'm getting with with Wendy. Like you should be able to cut women up with your words, you know, take them back to school. What they got. They don't even know what the hell you're talking about. That's what I was hoping. And it's just ends up like they're always fighting. And then her and Robin kept fighting. And actually Robin really liked Wendy at one point, like really liked her. And this is, I wasn't even on the show. Robin used to talk to me about Wendy. This is how I know she really liked her as a person, you know? So, I'm, and I had a conversation with Wendy and I'm like saying, y'all need to just, just listen. No one's listening. Everyone's yelling, nobody's listening. But they're, I, they're both two amazing women. I hope they work it out. Good luck with that. I don't know if it'll happen, but stay tuned. <laughs> stay t- no, <laughs> stay tuned. It is. Wendy was on my podcast, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, myself included, at one point, and she, of course, defended herself and it made me realize. Okay, I now see Wendy's point of view. But a lot of people felt that Wendy has changed, and yeah. to what you're saying. They wanted her to rise above the what the other women were providing, which was, you know, a read and and, and things of that nature. And they feel like they don't know who Wendy is. You actually are with these ladies on a day to day basis. So you see more of their side than we do. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like we are getting the authentic Wendy? You know what? To be honest with you, I learned something about her after listening to her on your show. Like her living in the shadow of her mom and trying to be that typical African. Because you know how Africans are. Like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be an engineer. You're going to be a lawyer. They already know, you know. So just, you know, her trying to live her life to please her mother. And instead, and finally, she's stepping out being who she want to be. So for me, honestly, thank you, Carlos, because I learned something about her that I didn't know, but I understand it, you know? And I think that that's where, when I say the communication with the ladies come in, communicate about that. Like, let's talk, let's be real, let's be authentic, let's be our authentic selves. I think sometimes the cameras get in the way, honestly. Um, It's an amazing cast. Every single one of them, even the one that doesn't like me, is amazing. And... Um, has a, a rightful place on this show. They've done a great job. I'm so proud. I did a good job picking most of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should be a ah. producer or something on another show. But 
everyone has their role. I think each of them are phenomenal in their own way. When I came, when I left the show, I think, you know, like I told you, I didn't know anything about reality TV. And I think when I left, I was probably, if you put it in a grade school type of situation, I was like in fifth grade when I left. And when I came back, these bitches are in college. And I'm like, what the hell? It's amazing. Everyone's amazing. And they know their craft and they're doing a great job. And I'm proud to just witness the, the growth of all of them. No, it's a great show. It's my favorite um, Housewives, that in Beverly Hills. And of course, Atlanta will always be yes, my baby. Yes, of course. So with that being said, though, would you ever consider going back to Potomac as a full-time housewife? I, I mean, first of all, I, like I just said, not, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. There, if I had to pick somebody to leave off of that show, I wouldn't be able to. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to pick someone to leave. So I think in order for me to come, somebody would have to go. I don't think they want eight housewives, but I, I really, it, it's a good, it's a good situation. Like, it, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Ooh, okay. Okay. I mean, oh. I, I, I love the idea of being a housewife again. Let's, I, I'll say that, but I do, I honestly, I'll be very honest. When I was on, I felt so far behind the eight ball, you know, and I, it took me a while to catch up to it and um and i'm still like now i think i'm in high school and they about to graduate college <laughs> i'm trying to catch up <laughs> well we'll see how the rest of the season pans out with your appearance and listen before i let you go because you are an og you also cast the show if you had to cast season eight mm-hmm. of The Real Housewives of Potomac, mm-hmm. who would you like to be a part of the cast? Old I housewives know. and current housewives. Old housewives, uh, old housewives and current. I, I think that... The Who's original- your top five? It has to be five. Five Potomac housewives to be on season eight. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a hard one, Carlos. I love all of them. Um, mm, I like the OGs, first of all. So I'm, like, I'm going to go with that first. <laughs> the OGs, the originals, just to be so, safe. So, Sharice, Giselle, Robin, Karen, Katie, and Ashley. Yeah, but I love, I love all the new ones. Trust me. I, I swear to you, I love all of them. Okay. So, Cherise, what can we expect from you for the rest of the season of Potomac? Um, well, you know, the focus isn't, I'm not a housewife, so there's no focus on my personal story or anything like that. I was hoping I was going to be able to host some real events, but we didn't get to do that. Um, <laughs> Why didn't you invite the girls to Tina Knows Lawson Wearable Art Gala? I-, I thought about it. I thought about it. Maybe next year. Next year. How much does it cost to go? The well, the lowest ticket is like thirty-five thousand dollars. No, hundred, hundred, thirty-five hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how much was your ticket? Thirty-five hundred. Okay. Yeah, but I was at a fifty-thousand-dollar table. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Karen on. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, that's, well, a, that's a great. That's a great event. I'm gonna get a table next year. Ooh, here we go, season A. All right, Sharice, well, 
Where can the Reality with the King listeners, my raindrops, follow you, support you, and all that good stuff? All right. I suck at social media, and I'm, I'm promising to get better this year, but um, one, the number one, Sharice, C-H-A-R-R-I-S-S-E, is my Instagram. And then I'm Sharice Jackson Jordan on Twitter. And I'm going to be doing a podcast coming soon. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm working on that now. Well, make sure when you launch it, you come back on here so we can talk about whatever it is that you and the Grand Dom are going through because, um, yeah, we got to dig deep with that too, babe. Oh, yeah. We got to, well, when you figure it out, you let me know. <laughs> I'm going to try to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sharice. I love you, and I'll thank see you, you. more. Every Sunday, 8 o'clock on Bravo, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Thank you. Thank you. Baby, I love you some Cherise. Cherise is like that old school auntie (laughs) who got so much money and so much wealth and so much shade and she does it in such a funny, classy way. I can talk to this thing all day long. I love Miss Thing. She's everything to me. So I want to hear from you, though. Let me know your thoughts on the conversation. And if you feel like Sharice is onto something when it comes to what her and Karen are going to go through this season. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag Reality with the King. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hom. More Sauce.